Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. I'm Daniel Laxton. And this is Leah Laxton. And uh, welcome to the Dream Job Radio show. We have a really nice uh, show. Normally, we have a lot of young ones listening to the show, but we have a special treat for those that are baby boomers. We have a show that is actually going to be talking about transitions and reinventing ourselves when it comes to our, our dream job. So today's theme is how to transition into your dream job. Now, if you have any questions or comments, or if you just want to listen in, feel free to call in the uh, number here, 760-888-5718. That's 760-888-5718. And as always, we are broadcasting live on Justin.tv. You can uh, go to Justin.tv backslash dream, no, what is it? Oh, backslash 30 careers. 30 careers. And there you can not only see our live feed, but you can also uh, leave us a chat message. If you have a question for our guest or just a question in general about the show, then you can leave it there for us and we'll read it on air. Exactly. You can also Twitter me at Daniel Laxton. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. And if you have any other questions, if you're in a chat room, feel free, uh, whichever chat room you may be in. Well, it has to be related to our show. <laughs> That's right. So what do we have on the books today? Well, uh, on the books, meaning our, our special guests, or are we talking about later? Yeah, yeah, or just what segments do we have? Oh, the segments. Well, we have Campus Connection with Micah Hackney. He's going to, to be handling that, that, that uh, part of the show, talking about the – America's college student, what's on in their mind? Yeah, and he's been complaining that I guess uh, people listen to the guest and then they they leave the show, and, <laughs> and uh, so he wanted to make sure that we plug him a little more. So you know, after after our special guest, we will have that extra segment, and of course on overtime on Justin TV, not here on Blog Talk Radio, but on Justin TV, we always do Social Circle where we talk about what's going on on the internet when it comes to career advice. Yeah, so uh, be sure to stick around for that. So, again, today's show is going to be discussing how to transition into your dream job. Our special guest is Carrie Hannon, and uh, she will discuss with us about career transitions and reinvention of today's four job, today's job seekers. And Carrie's the author of What's Next? Follow Your Passion and Find Your Dream Job. And this book's excellent because it's filled with inspiring stories from real people who have changed their careers midlife. So uh, what's next is is a, a roadmap for anyone who wants to make their next job their dream job. And we're very excited to have Carrie because she's been a contributor to USA Today, SecondAct.com, U.S. News and World Report, Money, uh, Kiplinger's Personal Finance, Forbes, PBS, ABC News, CBS, Fox, CNN, just she's been everywhere, so we're extremely excited to have her. And, of course, I think she'll talk about this later, but you can find more information out about her and her book at CarrieHannon.com. Wow. So, Carrie, hey, welcome to the show. Hi, Daniel. Great to be here. So it's great to have you. You know, um, it's great because the book is, is focused on baby boomers, too, and, you know, considering what we're dealing with in the economy uh, with jobs going overseas, I think baby boomers never even thought that that was going to happen in their lifetime, jobs being sent overseas. So when it comes to maybe a career change, what's the biggest roadblock, do you think, for most of these people uh, that that's happening for them? Well, Daniel, I, I think, you know, in, in today's job market, I mean, there are a couple of reasons why people, 
you know, are sort of faced with this notion of of finding a different field or a different career to work in, you know, whether they've been downsized from their job or whether they took an early retirement package as companies have been contracting or or what have you, where they may have just hit a point in their life where they wanted to do something new. But I have found the biggest um, the biggest roadblock for people is money. And, and I guess that's really not all that surprising, but, but it is really something that people are so fearful of making a change because um, of not being able to get the same sort of income they may have had in their last career. And, in fact, the truth is when you make a career change, most I've interviewed – you know, hundreds and hundreds of people across the country who have made career changes. And, and the fact is, when you start over in a new field, you are probably going to start at a lower income, at least initially. And then also, a lot of people move to nonprofit careers, and you're going to definitely find a lower uh, salary point starting off in, in a nonprofit field. Definitely the salaries are lower. And, and the third thing is if you're starting your own business. I mean, it can be very challenging to get the income stream back up. So it is a process, and so you need to be prepared financially in order to make a change, and there are several ways you can do that. Great. Well, so what do you think, Carrie? what motivates people to change careers in midlife? Well, I think that there are a number of things, Daniel, that can happen, and, and I think what happens is people, um, the, a lot of the folks I met in, in, um, uh, in the course of reporting what's next um, – follow your passion and find your dream job, were motivated by some sort of crisis in their life. They either lost someone they loved or they had a health crisis, perhaps cancer themselves, or they lost a job. And it made them pause and say, what is this all about? What should I be doing with my life? And especially if you've been doing something for 20 or 30 years, you may have hit a plateau where it sort of is this all there is. And I think that um, it's, it's a time in life when you're able to reflect a little bit. And, and um, often, and actually one of the things that prompted a couple of the people that I profile in the book um, was uh, 9-11. And I know for us it may seem like it has been a while ago, but these people lost uh, people they knew and worked in the World Trade Center. And it really they said, wait a second, what should I be doing to bring meaning to my life and to the lives of those around me? And it really, you know, it's a time in life when you when it really does, uh, make you sit back and think about what you do every day, what gets you out of bed every morning. And, and I think um, those are some of the prime motivators. And um, one thing I wanted to step back, Daniel, very quickly and say when we were talking about being financially fit and money being a roadblock, you can make it happen by doing things like, you know, if you plan early enough, you can pay down your debt because debt is a major dream killer. So anything you can do to pay down your debt, to lower your costs, say your housing costs, you know, save and have an emergency fund set aside so that you have that financial flexibility to start off at a job that maybe pays a little less money initially and those sorts of things. Would you suggest uh, credit counseling if they're maybe in debt? Well, I, you know, I think that, that if you're that, you may, if you're at that stage, but I think you may very well be able to take control of this yourself. Look at, you know, try to whittle away at some of those high-interest credit cards, you know, the debts there, college loans, auto, auto loans, and see if you can take a good whack at sort of right-sizing yourself, you know. As clean a balance sheet as you can get before you make a career change is going to give you a leg up on your success. I mean, one of the guys I, I profile in my book, What's Next, um, went from being a mortgage banker 
to being a social studies teacher in high school, which is, is really an interesting career path that a lot of uh, changers decide to go for because they like to give back in that way, their knowledge. And, um, and what, what he was able to do, Cliff was able to sit down with his wife, and it's really important that you have your family on board with you. If you're making these kind of changes, you need your partner or your family, somebody at your back who buys into They don't have to buy into your dream entirely, but they have to support you emotionally and and what they decided to do is to sell their bigger home and to move to a condo and they were able to do so and now they don't have a mortgage i mean can you imagine how wonderful that would be (laughs) so so i really recommend people to take a look at you know or the what are the ways that i can look at my my current lifestyle and just trim 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 wow yeah there's a lot of different avenues they can take when it comes to the trimming uh, you know, cutting back and but the, just think of the reward is what you're saying. It's a lot more rewarding to say if you are a teacher inside and you're you're doing a stuffy job, uh, so to actually transition and, and to be the teacher that you always wanted to be, uh, that's yeah. a lot more rewarding. So yeah, I mean, some other... oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no go you... ahead. Well, I was just going to ask the next question though. It, it, Again, the, the people that we're talking about, what are some of the common elements that you found among these these folks? Yeah, well, it was just, I mean, i got to tell you, Daniel, it was so much fun meeting me. I mean, I always say I didn't necessarily want to be, you know, a chocolatier or whatever it may be of someone I interviewed, but I wanted to be these people because they were so um, inspiring to me. And, and uh, if I could just take a little piece of it with me when I left them. But there were a range of ages, so they were all quite different. They were ranging from early 40s to 70. Uh, or 70 plus in some cases, and they'd taken kind of a new course in life after 20, 30 years. But and so they went into different fields. You know, one guy went from the Navy to the circus, and someone went from uh, California Highway Patrol to a Nashville music agent. But there were these common themes, and and I really think that you can that you'll find these. I mean, that people are they were able to sort of look at what they were doing and. They did not, and this is key, they did not act impulsively. You know, they paused, they planned, they didn't do bypass sort of helter-skelter approaches, and they they really researched what they wanted to do. They set flexible time horizons for their venture to make it, whatever, whether it was starting their own business or moving to a new career. Um, They often, and this is, they added essential skills or went back to school beforehand, like the gentleman I mentioned who became a teacher. He had to add some extra courses in order to be certified in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, his undergraduate degree helped him uh, have a lot of the coursework he needed, but he went back to school at night while he still had his old job to add those necessary skills. You might not need a whole master's degree or anything like that. You may just have to add piecemeal courses to get those skills beforehand. This is really important, Daniel. Apprentice or volunteer beforehand. Do the job. I'm serious. You might think, oh, my gosh, I mean, it would be so fantastic to have a bed and breakfast. I mean, that's sort of a romantic idea. But but if you actually do that job, it may not be so romantic, you know. So there are a lot of opportunities that, that you can go out and apprentice Moonlight. The gentleman who I profile who started an Italian restaurant, he didn't just do that. He went from investment banking background in a business at Merrill Lynch to opening his own Italian restaurant in Pittsburgh. But he apprenticed in Moonlight. He did Every job you can imagine in an Italian restaurant, from he learned to saute, he learned to bust tables. He did anything he needed to do to kind of get a feel for the financial end of it, as well as the very practical, day-to-day, grub-and-scrub work. 
and to say, yeah, you know, I think I can do this. And, in fact, he has, and he's been very successful at it. But he took the time to volunteer and apprentice beforehand. They researched, they reached out to networks of uh, social and professional contacts. Very important to ask for help, to talk to people who are currently doing that job and ask them for guidance. And as I mentioned before, they downsized and planned their financial lives in order to be able to afford this pay cut that, that or the cost of a startup. And, you know, truth be known, some of them did have a spouse who had an income coming in or some outside investments or retirement savings that helped the transition. But I think all of those are key components that people need to pay attention to as they map out. What do I want to do next? What can I do? Take your time. Be flexible. Do your research. Do your homework. And do the job first. And then just finally, Daniel, so I don't run on too much, is that I wanted to say that what struck me about all of them is they had this really clear confidence that they never second-guessed themselves. I mean, they really believed in the direction they'd taken. They collectively work on longer hours, and, and that's a, for them it's a good thing. They only wish they had done it sooner. And, you know, I know anecdotally I work for myself now, and I, I have worked for in-house for other employers, but today I run my own business. And I definitely work harder than I ever worked because I'm the boss. And, um, and you know what? I, I love it. I, it, it, is, it doesn't matter to me. So I think uh, perhaps you, you feel the same way with your own business. Absolutely. Absolutely. We wouldn't have it any other way um, because, <laughs> you, you know, you're actually um, making sure that it gets done, you know, properly the way that you really want it. You treat your customers the way you want them to be treated. You know? Yeah. You have, such pride, you have such pride in your product. I mean, it's, it is you 100%. And so, you know, it matters to you. And, and that gets me out of bed. I always joke, that's what gets me out of bed every morning, but so does my, lever, my Labrador retriever. <laughs> but, but, you know, you've got to have an incentive to get up. And, and doing, working for yourself, to me, is, is one great way to do that. That's great. So now, we, we already discussed the ways that, that people can prepare for a major career change, then, didn't we? So um, that, those are excellent, excellent um, uh, suggestions and advice. But now working, you know, maybe some of our listeners that were listening here are uh, wondering where they can find more information. Well, where can our listeners learn more about you and maybe uh, your book, uh, that wonderful What's Next book? <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate uh, you giving me this opportunity. I have I think the best place is people can go to my website, which is www.kerryhannon.com. That's kerryhannon.com, and you'll find links there. You'll learn a little bit about the book, a little bit about me, read some of my blogs on Forbes.com, which I chat about, you know, career transition. And then there are links to um, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and some other places uh, that uh, online booksellers, and, and, of course, maybe your local bookseller has it. I would hope they might, but, but it's certainly available on Amazon, and it's What's Next, Follow Your Passion and Find Your Dream Job by Carrie Hannon, and um, I hope it inspires your listeners as much as it inspired me to write it. Thank you so much. Well, we really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you, Daniel. Take care. Yeah, you too. So our special guest today was Carrie Hannon. Uh, she's the author of What's Next? Follow Your Passion and Find Your Dream Job. And uh, you're listening to 30careers.com presents Dream Job Radio. And you can be sure to check out more about Carrie at carriehannon.com.
So that was K-E-R-R-Y-H-A-N-N-O-N.com. And I think that was really interesting, especially that, that she actually went out and interviewed people that had actually made the career transition. Yeah, yeah, and, and so that and she has those people. I mean, in the book, she's actually uh, talking about real life experiences that people have had. And uh, even in my book, you know, I always say it's uh, better to to before you go to school for eight years to, to learn how to be an X-ray uh, radiologist or something, maybe uh, work at the hospital a little while and, and then find out if that's even something that's your forte. But she made some really good uh, uh, suggestions there. Go to work for the – if you're going to start a restaurant, uh, go to work for a restaurant of that sort and then find out if that's, you know – if that's your cup of tea. Yeah, you may actually hate the restaurant business <laughs> after working there for a while. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Save some time. Well, it's that time of the week. What time of the week? It's time for everybody's favorite college student. <laughs> What's going on? Good morning. Micah? Morning. You hear me? Yeah. You're loud and clear. Awesome. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I can hear you. Can you hear me <laughs> You're now? Up. I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yes, and I think everyone that's listening uh, may realize that we don't have that, that network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Verizon. Well, you know, Verizon did just get the iPhone. I know. That's true. They better be paying for that advertisement, though. And all of us have iPhones. <laughs> We're with OCNT still, <laughs> but we'll see. We may switch. Yeah. So what, what's the topic today for Campus Connection? Well, uh, you know, today I thought I would just talk about uh, – I kind of touched on a little bit last week, but uh, I thought it's definitely needed for a uh, for two weeks is I want to talk a little bit about attitude again today. Um, but kind of a different, you know, different perspective is uh, – you know, young people, you know, 18, when you're 17, 18, 19 years old, you just feel like you're invincible and that, you know, nothing's going to stop you. You're going to, you know, you're going to, you have so much, uh, um, you know, basically ego that, you know, you're going to, you know, be rich or famous or, or uh, so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, proper attitude because you have to, you know, you have to really work to get where you want to go. And, um, and, um, so you have to, uh, you know, be focused in that in that way as well. So are you saying that uh, to to have a bunch of attitude with no work isn't going to make it? Yes, exactly. Like being successful, it's not going to fall in your lap, you know. And uh, you know, if you be, you know, if you just have a, you know, basically attitude and disrespectful to, you know, everybody, you know, you know how people, you know, I mean, people are. I see this all the time. Like, you know, even like, you know, some people I've seen, you know, in the work environment, you know, around my age, they're always like, you know, this one guy, you know, my friend's always like, you know, you don't understand how much money money I'm going to be making in just two or, two or three years. And he don't even have good skills where he works at. He don't have good customer service skills. He doesn't, uh, you know, do his job properly. He takes shortcuts. You know, you know, you have to work hard. You know, even, you know, when you're in college and young, you have to do your best. You have to put your best in your work environment then because if you don't put your work in best in your work environment then it's not going to be you're not going to be trained to put the everything into your work and the future when you do have a good paying career job so so uh so you're saying that keep sculpting your work ethic as as you go you know from no matter how young you are to how old you get keep sculpting that work ethic and, and make sure it's a strong work ethic all the way through 
Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, this is this is. The, I mean, when you're you know you're you know early twenties, late teens, you know so on and so forth. Um, it's going to have an impact. You know, if you're not doing, you know, if you're not don't have a good work ethic now, and you don't train yourself to have it, then you're going to start cutting corners when you're in the corporate world, and that you know that can really mess your career up if you start yeah. uh, selecting you off in the corporate world. Cool. So attitude. That's a that's an awesome subject to talk about. What else? You have anything else? This week? Um. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Saving money for another day. Saving up money. Oh, yeah. How about, do you have any advice on on, uh, buying cars or, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, my advice is if your alternator goes out, then just pray and hope an old man will stop and give you lift AutoZone and help you install the part. (laughs) (laughs) So in college, did it? Save a little bit of money, probably save about two hundred dollars uh, by doing doing it themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> or at least an old man. Yeah, it's really you know changing. Your tenure is really not even that bad, so you know I can definitely save you money there. You just learn how to work in your car a little bit by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that auto mechanics back in high school actually helped you out. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can. I mean, I can change my oil. <laughs> What's oil? <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, um, we appreciate you coming on this week and being America's favorite college student, well, as voted by, I think yourself. <laughs> oh, and, right? and us, and us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So we look forward to next week, and until then. Oh, am I still on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, do do we have any callers from the 502 area code? We don't. Well, we we did, but as soon as you came on, your segment came on. (laughs) Man. I don't know, maybe you got to get these people to stay on the line. You're going to have to promise them a gift certificate or something. <laughs> oh, actually, we do have a great question, though. Should students use LinkedIn to start networking early? What do you think about that one? Um, definitely, because who's on LinkedIn? Um, professionals, older, you know, older people. Uh, but young people are now getting on LinkedIn as well, and it's all about connections. So if you can get on LinkedIn and make you connections that lead to a great career, then do it. Here's a here's a good question. Hey, but, it okay? but don't. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You had you had another thought. Oh, I was gonna say, but please, whoever's doing this, don't turn it into Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> don't go uh don't go crazy. <laughs> Here's another question. They say is it okay to ask teachers to connect with them? Um well if you're a young male student and it's a good looking female student, I don't see any reason why not. Well no, it's a teacher. <laughs> no, it's a good student teacher. I hope it's okay because I I um, connected with uh, everyone that went to South Plains College for you. 
<laughs> well, I don't go there. <laughs> no, I think that's a good question. You know, it probably depends on what age range you are. I would think college, it would yeah. be okay to connect with oh, your yeah. teachers if they seemed like, you know, they would be okay with it. But high it, school... It, it really depends on the teacher. Yeah. If the teacher doesn't mind... Connecting with students, but yeah, I mean that's those are good connections. So that teacher may have connections. Absolutely. That, that once you're connected with them. So like your friend that works at um, junior high, they actually have a rule that they're not allowed to be on Facebook. Which one? Um, really? Freddie. Freddie's not. Or I don't wow. know. He can't be on. Facebook, but he can't friend any students. Oh yeah. They had a, well, some kind of issue and. Well, of course. Well, it's not a good idea. Yeah, that agree. age range. College, college students, we wouldn't have a problem with that more than likely. Uh, if you if you have uh, teenage students, that I could see it being an issue. You know, yeah. someone in, um, even young, you know, young teenagers, there could be issues with, uh, yeah. Uh, accusations or whatever. Things like that. It's yeah. just safer not to. Yeah. Uh, but if they're over 18, you're safe. <laughs> oh, uh, is there a caller from the 502 area code now? Yeah, there's been a caller for a while. Yes. Uh, does the caller have a question? You want us to put him on the uh, air? Yeah. yeah, he wanted to. Uh, he had a couple things he wanted to help me out with ad- with attitude as well, and uh, you know, getting into the work at work world with a good attitude. All right, great. Well, we have him on the line. Welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, this is Tyron Getty from Louisville area. Hi. Well, hey, welcome to How the show. How you guys doing? Great. So uh, Micah was uh, doing a segment talking about uh, attitude, you know, saying if uh, we have uh, maybe attitude but no work ethic, uh, it's not going to get us that very far. But uh, he said that you may have something to contribute towards attitude. Right. Um, I was basically just – we were talking a little bit about uh, future planning and how it it really – I was telling him basically uh, I think, uh, in my opinion, that – even a, a, a young kid, maybe 17, 18 years old, it all really starts with the attitude. I mean, at, at that age, you kind of think life is endless and uh, you're basically invincible. And, you know, you don't really look at, the, of course, the long-term plans. But uh, I was just thinking the attitude part of it, if, if if we can get the younger people to start thinking, you can still have fun, but at the same time, uh, be a little more responsible, be a little more uh, conscious about the, your financial future, and, um just start to plan ahead a little more. I was just thinking maybe uh, if we could just push that, you know, and, and make it something that is maybe like standard instead of just waiting to some to people's, you know, 30 and are already in the middle of their first or second job to start thinking about their financial future. Yeah, uh, that's a great point, especially, you know, considering I think you can still get a credit card at 18 years old, which is a little bit scary. So, or even at 21, you know, it, it's, but if you already have educated yourself on the finances, then you're going to be a lot better off for the future. Exactly, exactly. And it, and to me, it's it's like I said, it's just if we could, if we could, I think push it a little more to make it standard protocol, maybe just for for kids to to automatically start thinking, well, okay, yeah, I can have fun, and yeah, I can do these things that I need that I want to do as a as a young person, because you're only young once, but at the same time, you can still do certain things, even while you're having fun and at that age, to plan for your future and be a little more responsible. So 
uh, like we were just talking uh, earlier, yeah, the attitude thing is, I think if we can really get our attitude focused on changing that at a younger age, it'd be better for uh, really the future of, you know, our future, really. Yeah. Yeah, because people have a lot lot more respect uh, for that. Well, hey, uh, we're just coming towards the end of the show, so uh, we... Uh, we- Thank you for coming on the show, and uh, and Micah, we appreciate your segment. So um, we're gonna go ahead and, and let you guys go. <laughs> okay, thanks for having me. So just, uh, we're gonna wind this down here. Um, so today uh, you're listening to Dream Job Radio. That's uh, 30careers.com presents Dream Job Radio, and uh, we've we've had a really good show. We we had a special guest, Carrie Hannon, and again we we talked about where you can find her. What's on for next week? Well, next. Uh, is going to feature Vicki Donlin, the author of What's Your Exit Strategy? Exit Strategy? What's that all about? Well, her exit strategy that she's going to share is for leaving your current career, going to a new career, kind yeah. of like what Carrie talked about today, mm-hmm. but also for all the entrepreneurs out there for um, also starting your own business, exiting Good. your business you may have created. Now, this is very important because have you ever wanted to start a business and then sell a business? Well, selling the business, you sometimes can't get that much money out of if you don't know what you're doing. So that's so what Vicky, you're going Yeah, Vicky's going to help us out with that. So be sure to tune in next week at 11 Central, 12 noon Eastern. Sounds fantastic. This is uh, Daniel Laxton. And Leah Laxton. And this is Dream Job Radio. Do you want to do more money? you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.